Hello and welcome to episode 174 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny, this morning I was listening to Flightless Bird, the podcast that I listened to, and it's the Kiwi guy that's trying to, you know, learn more about America. Right. And so today was episode, which I haven't finished, but it's about Amazon. Oh. So do you actually know what the Amazon logo is? No. It just it looks like a, a, like a box with a swoosh. Okay. Some people say it looks like a smile. Okay. A smile. Okay, fine. The swoosh is already a trademark, I think. Correct. It is. <laughs> that looks right. very different than the Amazon box. Fair, but it's the same kind of. But if you actually look at it, Amazon is from A to Z. That's where it got, starts from A. Oh. Well, isn't that just a little tidbit? There you, you go. I did not you know. To, you go to a quiz tonight or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing is that, do you also know that the turnover at Amazon for their like warehouses and delivery and such is so high that they could possibly run out of possible like potential employees by 2024. I mean, I did not know that statistic and I didn't know like, like I didn't know that and I wouldn't have guessed that. Like I didn't even really think about employees, like thinking about an employee rate being measured that way, like that we will run out of employees by this date. Like I wouldn't have even thought to frame it that way, but it doesn't actually surprise me. And and you saw the movie also that I saw yeah. that had Francis McDermott and they no matter so they they yeah they were talking about it that that how how did they allow them to even film inside right and so uh, they had to frame it in a specific way in the movie but I didn't think that they framed it in a particularly positive good way. way no yeah. no the people who just you know it's like seasonal work right because obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of any retailer has like seasonal type work of course i mean our produce also and fruits and veg are all like seasonal I wonder type if workers some of it though too is more than just seasonal like like with a company like amazon that has such a high turnover turnover rate i wonder if it's more than just like we need you for the christmas season and it's Instead of that, it's we need like people only stay for a season. So we mm. need people for this season. We need people for this season. We need right. people for this season. Mm-hmm. And because the thing is that when you know that there's an end date on something, I don't, it must be a psychological phenomenon that has been studied and researched and I don't know like mm-hmm. I don't know the research I haven't looked into this I don't even know what the name would be but I'm sure I'm not making this up like I'm sure it right. actually exists but there must be some sort of an an effect that when you know there's an end date when you know that you just have to do something for a certain period of time you're much more willing to do it like like I often I often will say like you can do anything for a year you know, like you, like you can, you can do anything for whatever the given time is like, 
And so even if it were a job that were awful or that were difficult or that were, or that, you know, were strenuous, like if you knew, okay, but I just have to make it the next six weeks and then I'm done, you know, but if you were in a job that was physically taxing, mentally taxing, emotionally taxing, exhausting, you know, it would be much harder to do that and think and have to think to yourself, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Don't you think? Like, and so I wonder if that's mm-hmm. some of it too, that, that they, yeah, that it's not necessarily seasonal because they have an influx of ordering so much as it's seasonal because that's only however long the contracts are or however long people last. I don't know. Mm. But the contracts are set because of seasonal demands, like seasonal peaks, right? Mm. The downside is that you're always looking for the next one before you're finished what the job is that you're doing. True. And you never really feel, there's no accountability. Mm. Because nobody's looking long term to see what necessarily your output is or... And even intrinsically, intrinsically having a feeling of belonging, contributing, seeing that you have made a difference, which are also extremely important things for people, um, you know, in a, in a, in in a workplace, right? Um, For most people, some people, some people, they don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, you could, it's like working, it is like working on an assembly line and every day it's the same sort of thing. I mean, the output, you know, the product comes through, like for me. I find that that would be really difficult type of work to Mm -hmm. be in a slaughterhouse, for instance, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like the smell, like you think about days, you, you know, go to work and you're not feeling the greatest and then you're just like, Oh my goodness. And the, you know, any type of assembly work. Mm -hmm. Some people like to have just that seasonal work, right? Absolutely. Well, because it, it permits you to schedule your, like if you're choosing seasonal work, um, it either gives you an opportunity to add some hours to something that you're also that you're already doing, or mm-hmm. it gives you the opportunity to structure your life in a way where you are working when you want to work and not working when you don't want to work. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I think what the hard thing would be is if you are looking for more permanent work. Yeah. Then it's frustrating to only be to be stuck in a loop of I can only get this and I, you know, and, and I guess depending on the company, there might be uh, opportunity to extend seasonal work into something longer term, but not necessarily, nor would you maybe choose that. But yeah. Yeah. Interesting, though, that 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 turnover rate is so high. Mm hmm. Yeah. I wonder how it compares to other things. Yeah. You know, like, I, like yeah. I wonder what the turnover rate at Amazon would be in comparison to the turnover rate at, you know, Walmart or, uh, you know, like, yeah. you know, at other places, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I guess there's a, a uh, store in one of the malls in California where that's Amazon clothing. And when you go in, they have one of every single thing. And then you just scan it with your phone to tell you what size. And then they will put it into a, de- a, a change room for you. Whoa. <laughs> that would be a wild shopping experience. 
the the problem I think is that I mean then and then in the podcast they have like experts who've written books or researched you know different trends and that and they're saying that you know because of the pandemic then the number of things that we ordered into our home one I mean for two reasons one that sometimes things were closed and, and we didn't even have an option mm-hmm. and two because we didn't want to do that you know mm-hmm. for for whatever reasons mm-hmm. um you know personal reasons mm-hmm. and and that we have to come back a little bit now. But the problem is, is that these companies have forecasted so based on their last two years, instead of looking at a trend in the last 10 years to say, do I I need to really order X amount of this in, hire this many people, expand my business? Because is it going to be like this going forward or are we just naturally as time goes on going to start going back to some of the things because there is a it's a different experience to buy a piece of clothing online mm-hmm. than it is to actually go like to me I I clothing online is not something I like mm-hmm. because most of the time it's not going to fit mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have to be bothered by printing off a label, going and then getting it. I don't have a printer. So now that's another hassle. Yeah. You know, and then I've got to go and take it somewhere to have it sent back. Like I could have just gone. I could have just gone to the Costco in my case. (laughs) I was going to say Costco. (laughs) Or, 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 or GT. Or Giant Tiger. Yeah. Which I'm wearing again today. Um, And, and then gone and tried it on and then bought it and then had it been done with it. You know, so, but I understand, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't feel that that way. They enjoy having that, but you do a lot of on, online shopping. I do. Like yeah. for clothes? For everything. Yeah. For a lot of, yeah. I mean, not groceries, actually. No. Yeah. I never, there's something about, I think a lot of people don't like to grocery shop. Whereas as mm-hmm. far as like the chores or the tasks that there exist in a day, you know, in your daily life. I don't mind going to the grocery store and there is something like I like to, especially with produce, like I like to see yeah. it. I like to, like, I like to pick it up, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um. So I'm not, yeah, I, I never got into that. Um. But other things, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind. You know what? I don't like to order online and I have done it but I don't like it is I really don't like to order shoes online. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I, be, I, I don't know, like, because clothing, it's the same. Like you, or you, you make your best guess about how it's going to fit and then you order it and then you have to try it on at home and then decide what you're going to do with it. Shoes are the same way, but for some reason, shoes to me are even, picky like I maybe I'm picky huh. when it comes to shoes I don't know yeah yeah so that that I don't like to order shoes online I very 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 rarely would do that but yeah but no clothes I mean I typically yeah I guess it depends like I think when you order from the same places then you kind of have a sense of what the sizing is like and maybe you have a better you have better luck with it but mm-hmm. but I send stuff back all the time like, like I, I think when I'm ordering 
if I'm going to order clothes online, I order clothes, like I order however, like however many pieces I buy, like let's say I buy seven pieces of clothing. I know, like I have the sense that three of them are going to go back. Like okay. I just, it's built into the experience that I kind of have a sense that I'm going to return some of this. Okay. And I haven't actually, to be, to be perfectly honest, I've had pretty good success with like with returning things often they send the return label in the package so you don't mm. have to print anything out i mean you do have to bring it to canada post and have them pop it in the mail for you but but i yeah but i've had pretty good pretty good okay. luck with that i mean do i prefer that to going to the store no i would prefer to go to the store okay well that now that surprises me about you mm-hmm I would prefer to go to the store. I would prefer to go to the store. I would prefer to try it on. I actually would prefer to like look and see what else is there. Like yeah. that's like if I'm shopping for something online, I typically am shopping for something specific mm -hmm. because otherwise, like I feel like if I'm in a store, I can sort of look and see all of the options. Whereas online, yeah. it's like it, I just find that painful. Yeah, it's not, like it's not fun for me. Yeah, um, but sometimes out of ease or necessity it's yeah. not a bad thing to do yeah yeah but I but I I don't mind I don't mind trying things on in a store like I think I I if I had a choice I would prefer to try it on in the store and then either take it or leave it what about other other things I mean I order tea online no oh, yeah I order tea online I order books online yeah I have ordered books online trying to think of but even stuff. with books i prefer to go to so do so do i because it because it's an experience yeah for for a person who doesn't particularly like shopping <laughs> i do prefer to be in the store okay i don't like shopping if i'm like wandering around and looking at things aimlessly and like maybe i'll buy something or maybe i won't like that is not fun for me mm. but if i have a thing that i need to purchase yeah. then I would much rather go into the store, look for it, find it, be happy with it, get it. So I'm I'm sure that people listening realize that Henny and I have never gone on a shopping date. Like we went, hey, let's go. It's, we got a Saturday. Let's go to the mall. No, we never have done that. <laughs> Nor do I see that happening. In the if new you were future. like, if you said to me, hey, let's go to the mall on Saturday. I would immediately think, okay, so what book am I going to purchase and what are we going to eat at the food court? <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't really care about anything else. <laughs> oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Okay, all right. Okay, so the other thing is that I'm listening to this book about addiction, right? It's called Food Junkies. Yes. The Truth About Food Addiction. Do you have it in your thing already? I have put it on hold, but I have not started it yet, or I don't have it yet. So I'm only 25% through. So they're obviously, they, they must be Canadian. The woman is for sure. Okay. They, the two authors are two doctors who both okay. have, you know, say that they are both food addicts. They, yesterday they were, t I mean, when I was listening yesterday, not they were like, you know, personally phoning me and telling me this. They were, they were just talking about like how much dopamine that the brain can can handle at one time okay. and so the brain can handle like 100 to like 200 like you know doses or whatever of dopamine and then said like through like sex gives us 200 
but cocaine gives four. And so I never really considered the connection between it, like an addiction and then the brain and then what our body actually does to accommodate that. They were explaining how like when the brain gets more than what it deems as like normal, Mm -hmm. then it begins to make an adjustment to this new normal. Mm -hmm. And And then it requires more. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so it says like that hence drug addicts continually need more drugs to get high, which I knew that, that I've heard that before, but I never really thought about it. But they say it's the same with food addictions. If it's whatever it is, if you have a craving for, like if, if whatever makes you feel better is mm-hmm. say, say it's craft dinner, because right now I'm thinking about craft dinner with cut hot dogs in it. Cause that, that to me right now would be really yummy. <gasps> of so all the me. things that might be on your mind at this very moment. I love that you picked Katie and hot dogs. Yeah. Do you like Katie and hot dogs? Yes. Oh my God. Could you imagine if we made a couple of boxes at your house and just boiled up some wieners and put them in? We would eat that. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the question. Would you put ketchup on yours? Yes. And I would not. (gasps) And although I would put salt and pepper on mine. Oh, no ketchup. Hmm. No. Although I do like ketchup. So I just, as a kid, I never ate it with ketchup. Like my brothers ate it with ketchup. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't. Yeah. And so I wonder, I don't know, maybe as an adult, I'd be like, pass the ketchup. Just, <laughs> all up. It's like a mil- it's like a red and orange mess that's yeah, in there. Anyway, yeah, yeah. And I need regular craft dinner. I don't want any of this extra cheese. No, I, no, I don't want, or the, like the, the, this flavor cheese that, no. no, I just want the good old original. Yeah. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Okay, there. great. Um, but yeah, so then it, like, then you need more of that food to induce the same feelings yeah but so I guess I just never considered that food and drugs or alcohol Mm -hmm. would have that same uh control Mm. and pull Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, yeah. I always kind of thought that the food thing would be easier to control, that there's more or less, um, will, I'll say willpower for, you know, lack of a better term. Better term, okay. Than, than the alcohol or the, the drug. Because once you have dropped from the drug, your body is constantly wanting that but maybe it is because with the food it is a longer period of time and maybe there's more opportunities for us to catch ourselves in that right to right. be able to pull ourselves from it so the other thing well, they I, talked was I also who- sorry to interrupt I also want I don't know but I wonder if it has something to do with the speed at which the dopamine is secreted like Uh like I feel because I also know like with medication even right it's different if you take a tablet or if you take a um uh like an like an a liquid or if you take an injection you know and so cream that's it like you know so I, I wonder if maybe because depending on the type of food too, right, has to be digested or it takes longer to digest or is quick, wow. like, quicker to digest. Like that's yeah. got to be, because even we know that with insulin levels, right, like yeah. on, like for me to eat some strawberries 
or for me to eat a strawberry or drink a strawberry smoothie, yeah. I know that insulin is secreted differently so that the dopamine must be too, right? Right. And so, yeah, you think that if it's sugar, that's your thing, that that hit does go faster, like then, quicker. Then, yeah. Then than, something than else, pasta. right? Yeah. Than pasta. Or I mean, that's, that, that's got to yeah. play into it. Yeah. Yeah. But then it then makes you think about the, um, you know, all of the, the studies that are done about the artificial sweeteners and how much faster that goes. So that's, it's our coffee. So, I mean, my mom's been in Italy now for, what, four weeks? And it, she drinks a lot of coffee at home. Oh, okay. Too much. In my opinion, too much. Right. With her medication, it just, anyways. She said, I've only been drinking like one cup a day, and some days I haven't had any. But that's also why you're not having stomach issues. Yeah. You know, but but I said to her, that's why the, you had those two days where you weren't feeling well. Because I know for me, if I don't have coffee... I have such a headache, Kenny. I'm right. feeling, I feel ill. Like I need, and I can have a coffee and the headache is gone and I feel much better. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so, so yeah. So that, that for sure, I think it depends on what it is. How the, the speed at which is. And the mechanism yeah. in which you were eating it or yeah. like the, the, the whatever. But they also said for people that have had any type of gastric bypass, mm -hmm. often, statistically, yeah. they have either an, 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 an uh, uh, the, uh, they have an issue later with alcohol or drugs. Interesting. Because... Because of the way their their physical stomach and intestine or whatever has been adjusted, they yeah. can't eat to the amount, like to get the dopamine yeah. that they're looking for. And so they find it somewhere else. Correct. That's also spooky. It is. Yeah. It's really interesting that you're talking about this because... With you. Dopamine is on my list of notes of things like notes that I took about a book that I just finished. So, and it's, okay. and it's actually, the book has nothing to do with food, but there were several things as I was going through the book that I was like, that's like food. Oh, that's also like food. So super, super fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was a good segue into what you. Yeah. Did you have other things from no. food junkies that you've come no. across? No, not no. yet. Okay. No. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to get, like, once I get access to the book, I'll be, uh, I'll be reading away with you. So I'm excited yeah. to get there. Okay, cool. Well, the, so the book that I just read was called How to Break Up with Your Phone. Oh, okay. And the author is Catherine Price. And I, it's a short book. Like it was yeah. like a uh, five hour listen time or something. Right. So. So she starts by talking about, you know, just in general, what addiction is and similar, it sounds similar to like what food junkies are talking about. And then she talks about, like, she gave some statistics about, you know, the, you know, things that you may think are like surprising about 
phone use in North America. Well, she's, you know, she's talking, she's using American statistics, but I would say that for Canada, it's the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so she starts with some statistics that were like, I mean, on one hand wild and on the other hand, not surprising at all, but then she gets into like what makes our phones addictive. So Mm -hmm. I thought we could go through some of those things because a bunch of them have very high correlations to food, I think. Okay. So a couple of the interesting statistics that I wrote down was one of them, which I'm actually, so this, the first one, well, you tell me what you think and then I'll tell you what I think. So the first statistic was five in 10 adults feel like they couldn't imagine life without their cell phone. I think that's a low statistic. I also think that's a low statistic. You're telling me that only half of people think I can't, I can't imagine what I would do without my phone. Yeah. No, no, no. Like it's gotta be an eight out of 10. Don't you think? I I think so. I think so. Okay. So that was the one that I was like, this feels low. Here's the second one. One in 10 adults said that they checked their phone during sex. What? No, come on. Well, they're having sex with the wrong person. Okay, that is also what I thought. I was like, one in ten? No way. One in a thousand, maybe. One in ten? That is ludicrous to me. So so that was surprising to me. And here's the third one. Okay. The average American check checks their phone 47 times a day. Yeah. And I mean, I recognize like this is a high number that I'm supposed to be shocked by, but I'm not. No, I'm not shocked by it either. And I think that, I mean, I guess an average, yeah. Right. And she said that 18 to 24 year olds, the average is like 81 times a day. Okay. But average in general, 47 times a day. I mean, that it's a higher number for me. Yeah. It's a higher number for you. It's a high number for me too. So, so, so she starts with that, but then she has one section of the book where she goes through like why phones are addictive. And then the second part of the book is like a 30 day plan for breaking up with your phone. Okay. But but what's really interesting and what I really appreciated about it was that not anywhere in the book does she suggest that you shouldn't have a cell phone that cell phones inherently are bad that you know like like that you should never use a cell phone like she she, like because even her 30-day breakup plan it's it it's all about being mindful learning about your phone habits deciding which habits are ones you want to keep and which habits are ones you want to get rid of you know she does suggest like having like it's really more about building boundaries yes in the relationship so so she calls it how to break up with your phone but she's not actually suggesting a breakup she's suggesting boundaries yeah uh, and a lot of what she has to say it's not mind-blowing like it, it's most of what she has to say is very intuitive and very mm-hmm. logical but you know, sometimes it's helpful to like to hear these things and be like, yeah, I should probably do that. Oh, yeah, I should do that. You know, like those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And then other things that she was saying, like, you should do this. I'm like, ah, I do that. And that does make a difference. You know, like, yeah. like she suggests things like um, not having all the apps like 
over your whole home screen, but like putting them together in groups and categories so that yeah. they're not so big so that you don't see them like staring in your face every time you open your phone up, yeah. which I thought that was a clever thing. She talks about like disabling notifications. Mm -hmm. She talks about using the, like the focus um, tool so that from like certain, from a certain time of day to the other certain time of day, nothing comes through your phone. Oh. You know, like she has all these different Things. She suggests like maybe that certain rooms in your house are phone free rooms or that certain times of day are phone free times, you know, just things like that. So, so it's, it's, it was, it was quite good. I really, I really quite enjoyed it. Um, the one thing that was the one uh, strategy, mindfulness strategy that she suggests is she calls it WWW. And so she said, what it is, is it's asking yourself three questions before you pick up your phone. Mm -hmm. And the questions are what for, why now, and what else? So mm. what for, like, what am I picking my phone up for? Yeah. Why now? Why do I need to pick it up? Ex like at this exact moment and then what else is there something else that I could be doing instead or that I right. should be doing instead mm -hmm. and I thought that is such a great little tool for food too right like yes yeah. you know when thinking about mindfulness when it comes to eating or like grabbing something from the fridge taking a second helping like whatever it is right to say okay what for like why am I grabbing this food why yes. now why am I grabbing it right now and what else? What else could I be doing? What yeah. should I be doing? Or is there another option? Like, it... Or, yeah, what else could I grab instead of yes. eating? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Very like, good. That is, good that steal. Is, that's a good steal. That's a good steal, right? That's like, it's one. just a little more yeah. structured than yes. saying, be mindful or yes. think about what you're doing. You know, like, it. Yeah. it's, and it doesn't take long to, like, say, you know, three little questions, right? Yeah. So I really like that. But let's backtrack to this is what I was thinking about when you were talking about food junkies, because it's because she goes through what makes your phone so addictive. And the first is the dopamine. And so she said that you get a hit of dopamine every time something is new. And so mm. she said, that's why, um, you know, eventually things that really made you happy or really brought you a lot of pleasure, like don't bring you that same amount of, like they don't feel that same way because mm -hmm. you become used to them. So she's like, that's why, you know, you have a honeymoon relate or a honeymoon period in a relationship, but you never, you never get out of a honeymoon phase with a phone because with a phone, it's there's always something new there's yeah. a new app, the app. there's a new update yeah. new device there's a new way yeah. there's even she said there's a new text message that comes through like there's a new phone call like there's a yeah. new contact so like there's constantly something new and mm. so you never get used to it in the same way that you do with other things that are more static in your life huh and yeah. I, I mean, that makes total sense, but it's, it's similar to the idea of, you know, um, like with dopamine and 
a substance or with a food, you know, that you get used to a certain level of whatever you're getting. And then in order to give yourself the, the, a better feeling from more dopamine, you need more, right? So Mm -hmm. you need either something different or something sweeter or some, or more of a thing or, you know, so there's that. The second thing that that makes things addictive in general are when the reward is inconsistent. So mm-hmm. she said that the statistic is that even if the positive response happens only once in 50 times, that's enough to keep you looking for the positive thing. Huh. And so she okay. compares that to all sorts of different things, including like slot machines and gambling, right. you know, that you, you, you're willing to, to try something, even though, even if you get a negative result or no result, because you know that eventually, or you think that eventually you're going to get something positive. Mm-hmm. And so she said with your phone, it's the same way. She said, your phone is rewarding you all the time, right? Yeah. Like, you know, what if it's a you know a text message you were waiting for if it's an email that you know from someone you haven't heard from in a while if it's a you know a extra points on a game you're playing like yeah she said rewards all the time but those rewards are inconsistent Mm. you know there's no guarantee that that person that you were hoping is going to text you is going to text you there's no guarantee that Uh, when you open Instagram, someone new will have liked your post, you know, but, but you keep doing it because you think it might happen. Right. Crazy. Another reason that, uh, that phones are addictive is because we don't like to feel anxious. And so we're going to do whatever we need to do to make ourselves feel better. But she said the thing with a phone that is crazy is that phones are created to incite anxiety. Yeah. So so that we constantly feel like if I'm not looking at my phone, something might be happening on my phone and I'm going to miss that. <laughs> and so, so we're like in an effort to like, so the phone is making us anxious, but then in an effort to feel better, we keep looking at it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like when you like open the fridge, like thinking like maybe something new will be in there and then yeah. oh, no, nothing great. And then like no. you know, 20 minutes later, you're opening the fridge again, hoping there might be something. So next fourth reason, because we want to be loved and liked and, and our phones, certainly when we're talking about social media, like social media has been created, it creates an opportunity for us to judge one another all the time. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for other people's positive judgments. So there's that. The fifth one is because we're lazy. And so our phones make things easy. Yeah. The sixth one, we like to feel special and unique. And your phone gives you an opportunity to, to make, like, to make it personal to you. Like you can put the, your own picture on the wallpaper. You can choose your own ringtone. You can like Mm. make, choose your own case. Like, so it's, it feels like it feels especially great because you can make it like personalized to yourself. Then she said, we like to self-medicate because we want to avoid feeling bad 
in the easiest way possible. And so this has also had me thinking about food, you know, that we often use food to make ourselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Right. But she said with your phone, um, it's easy. Like you immediately open your phone and like open a game that you like, you immediately feel better. You're right. feeling like lonely. You open the phone, you text someone, you immediately feel better. Like, and mm-hmm. so, you know, so that your phone is an easy way to make yourself feel better. And so she was, she also cited some studies that have shown like in the last 10 to 20 years, there's been a, a trend in among teens. There's been a trend that teens are using drugs and alcohol much and much less than they used to. And the thinking is there's research now yeah. that's suggesting they're using drugs and alcohol less because they're being soothed by their phones. Well, and also that they don't have the face-to-face contact to go out to to do, socialize yeah. and be in situations where Absolutely. that is. So, so okay. But what happens when your phone begins to not bring you joy? Mm-hmm. I think her theory. I, I think from what I've understood is that there is enough about it that we think is giving us benefit that mm-hmm. we're willing to overlook all of the stuff that is not making us feel good. So, and that comes with all those pieces, right? The inconsistent reward, the dopamine hit, the, you know, like all of this sort of stuff. And so that's really like her first, you know, she goes, she breaks down this 30 day plan. Well, the first, I think four days are just like tracking what you're doing on your phone and how the first couple of days are tracking what you're doing and how long you're spending. The next couple of days are then additionally tracking how you felt before you picked up your phone, how you felt after you picked up your phone. Like it's Mm. the first few days are just sort of getting a baseline for what's happening. And then based on that, you can make decisions about, okay, well, what is the relationship that I want to have on my phone? And one of the things she does say is to take social media off your phone. Mm -hmm. But then she says, she's like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be using social media. She said, but you should put speed bumps in place so that it's harder to get there. So that if Uh, you're going on social media, you're making a really active decision to do so. So she says, Mm. instead of having the Facebook app on your phone, she said, now you either have to go onto your computer, she said, or you have to go through the web browser on your phone. So she said, you can still do social media on your phone, but if it's not coming from the app, it's, it's just one extra step to make it a little bit more difficult. Well, it's not, but that's not just one step, Henny, because if you go through your browser, then you have to log in also, which then requires me to either remember every single password (laughs) or look them up where I have them and look them up, which is another step. And at that point I'd say, screw it. It's not worth it. Exactly. Exactly. Which is the point. That's it. That's the point. And so it was just the whole time I was listening to the book, I was like, so much of this applies to to any thing that you're talking about related to your own health, right? Like whether it's 
whether it's substances and alcohol, whether it's um, exercise, whether it's your phone, whether it's food, sleep, sleep, like, and like, even a lot of the, the terminology that she used and a lot of the wording that she used was like very similar to things that Mm. we talk about, like you and I, the things that, that we talk about, but also things that we talk about with WW as well. Like, and so when she was talking about like putting speed bumps in place, I know a lot, a lot of the topics earlier on in the year were about fuel and friction, you know, like Mm -hmm. making the, making the things that you want to do easier to do, making the things that maybe you don't want to be doing as often more difficult, you know? And so when she was talking about these speed bumps, I was thinking a lot about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was having, I had a phone call with, with Brock last night. So, and Brock is going to be 32. Right. And so we were talking about social media and he said, you know, that's, he goes, mom, I, I, I just recognize like for my mental health, it was just not good because every time I picked up the phone, someone had written something that just pissed me off. Mm. or it was a political thing that just got me fired up. Yeah. And he said, so I just, I, I like deleted everything. Yeah. Unfollowed a bunch of stuff. He said, and now he said, I don't post anything. Like I will look and I might comment on something, but there's very little I do, but what's in, so that's him. My, but my daughter also, who's going to be 30, she, just I just saw that she's on Instagram again okay like just this week yeah because she had one follower and it was her dog right (laughs) you know and she posted something but even she did keep Facebook but she very rarely posted something like maybe once a year maybe twice a year Graham also Mm -hmm. does not post anything he's got Mm -hmm. accounts he doesn't post anything I tag him and stuff. He doesn't post any like, Mm. so it's just interesting. I mean, because, you know, I spend way too much time, but it's because I, I, if I had other things to do, I would not spend as much time because I wouldn't, like if I was working, I like when I worked retail, my phone wasn't with me. My phone was like locked in my office. Yeah. I don't have time to be looking at that. I got customers in front of me, you know, I got shit to do. Yeah. So, but now I do find sometimes to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I have deleted apps of stuff that just didn't, I'm like, I don't need that. Delete. It just doesn't bring me joy. Quite a while ago if that I had, a, it was the first time or second time that I had periods of time where I didn't have access to the internet. Mm-hmm. And so then when I got access, then I saw like I had way too many emails that were just junk emails. Yeah. And those junk emails put in, put it like you have an indi- like what are they, an indication that you have a message yep and then you pick your phone up and you open it and then it's like I'm still getting stuff from Starbucks in Hong Kong because they do not have an unsubscribe I guess I could do the next step would be to mark it as junk yeah right yeah but there's there's no option because that's not part of it's not a requirement in that country to have an unsubscribe button that's annoying I haven't lived there since 2014. That's annoying. Very annoying. So I did, when that happens, I do 
make a like anytime I get something now when I get I'll look unsubscribe unsubscribe it yeah don't need it don't need it might have been a restaurant on Instagram and a restaurant that I was following or a place that we were going to be going to stay but once I've yeah. stayed there unfollow yeah. unfollow I don't need you anymore yeah I don't need that anymore yeah I I I, I don't and we've personally talked about this but when you are involved in a group or you live somewhere or whatever and then you don't anymore why are you still in that group yeah why are you why especially a closed group like it because then it just causes other types of feelings yeah feelings of being left out feelings of missing things like it doesn't bring you joy no you know so I those I do try to be on top of that type of stuff. I do frequently go through and start unfollowing people or unfollowing things because they for a certain point in my life it they were important, mm-hmm. you know. But then they're not, mm-hmm. or people that have friended me, and then I'm like, you know, I I never hear from you. You're not a part of my everyday life. Like you don't need yeah. to know all the stuff I'm doing. I tried to change like parameters in there so much so that my dad was here. He wanted to just take all the photos I had posted and share it. And the share option wasn't available on. Ah, then we didn't even know how to do it. We're like, Googling. <laughs> Phil and I are like going through our phone. He's like, how come it's on mine? It's not on yours. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing, you know, but, but somehow in an update somewhere. Yeah. And it's very even, complicated now to, to even closed off your privacy settings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it but it's very difficult now because every time they make a change, you have to go into so many different things and then whatever device you're on. So if you're on a computer or like a PC, it's one way. If you're on an iPad, mm-hmm. it's another way. It's like I mean, and you and I I like I mean, you know much more about social media or or just sorry technology than I do but I end up giving support to my mother I know you give support to your mother half the time I'm like I google it me too that's the only reason I know I know (laughs) and then I'm taking screenshots like you know and then I'm on the device that they're on it's like and you I know you have the same thing and it's just like holy Hannah It's it doesn't say that it doesn't look like that. I know okay. you're like oh, put, put me on Facetime so that I can oh. see your screen. <laughs> I can't even do that because my mom can't figure out how to turn the camera around so that she, oh. you know, like I'm looking up at her boobs or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> please, can you please at least lift it up? <laughs> my gravy. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness, so funny. Yeah. Um. The very last thing that she said about phones and why they're addictive is because we don't like to be alone with ourselves. Oh, I don't think, for me, that's not true. (sighs) Do you think that's true about me? No, I don't think it's true about you. Oh. Why you gave me that look? I can see. No, the look. I, no, it was me. Thinking, but what about for yourself? That's what it was. I was thinking really? about myself. So here's the thing. I don't mind being alone with myself. Like, and and I don't mind like having nothing going on. Like I, like sometimes I like it to just be. Like I like to just drive from one place to the to the next and have nothing you know like no radio no music no yeah you know like no okay talking to like sometimes I do like it to just be quiet um but I often I'm more likely to have something going 
whether I'm listening to music or listening to an audiobook or the television is on in the background or like like I, so I do uh, but but I don't mind the quiet either. Oh, okay. Well, then I have to retract what I just said because yeah, I do listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of audiobooks and that. But I don't think it's because I don't want to be with myself. I think sometimes it is. Sometimes it's nice to just have that. Sometimes it's, it's too quiet. But yeah. it's not. But I was thinking more of having to like in like look and see who's posted what as somebody commented. Oh, no. I was thinking. But I was thinking. I mean, this is just to me. That's this device is just that it contains so much. That's why the Correct. five out of ten seems way too low. I agree because this is banking. That's it. This is this yeah. is everything. So so she gave a few examples about like that people. I mean, she talks about one study that I've heard about before, and so I wonder if we've talked about it before. And I'll tell you in a moment. But she had a few examples too. Like she said, you know, like like people in an elevator, then like they would rather like look at their phone than you know mm. stand quietly beside another person. That's not true for me. In fact, I often yeah. like talk to the other person in the elevator, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't think that's a problem for me. And, and I think every once in a while I'm mulling something over in my head that I would rather be distracted from. And so then I <clears throat> might want something to distract me, but for the most part, I don't mind the quiet and I don't mind being by myself. So, and I think that's the same for you. Like I, yeah. I don't, I don't think you mind that, but she was talking about this study and where they gave a whole bunch of people, like they, they gave them an electric shock and okay. then they, they said, they asked them if, um, if they were paid a certain amount of money, would they agree to receive the shock again? And there were 42 people who said no. Like the shock was bad enough that even if you gave me a small amount of money, I don't want to be shocked again. Like I would rather not get this, ex like this small amount of money. And so they took those 42 people who said, I don't want to be paid to be shocked again. The shock was unpleasant. And they put them in like a room by themselves and they were left in the room for 15 minutes. Within 15 minutes of being alone in a room, oh, but there there was a button in the room and they were told that if they pressed the button that it would give them a shock. <laughs> okay. And so within 15 minutes, 18 of the 42 people had pressed the button. And what? And self-administered a shock. For free. They didn't even get the money. Just for something to do. That, no, come on. They couldn't speak to the other people? Was no, they were in a, they, yeah, they were in a room by themselves. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant all 42 of no, them. No, no, no. Like each, room. each person was in a room by themselves with the button, oh. knowing that if they pressed the button, they would get a shock, a shock that they had already experienced and didn't like. Okay, there's and, some. There's... And 18 of them within 15 minutes shocked themselves and, and that there were a couple of them that did it repeatedly. Okay, well, there is information missing about these people that we don't know about. <laughs> There's underlying issues here. 
maybe. But like, here's the thing. I could easily sit by myself in a room for 15 minutes. Oh, I'd be on the floor with my eyes closed, just like <laughs> just, taking a cat nap. Right? Just enjoying. Oh, my the, goodness. Enjoying the tranquility. <laughs> because the other thing what you haven't mentioned is not just the the thing. It's like people also access us through this for work for sure for sure and that's and i think that's what Those i really are, i yeah, think that's, that's what not i really a good thing yeah i think that's what i really appreciated about the way that she framed the book because i'm telling you like nothing in the book was meant to make you feel bad for anything that you're you're doing yeah. or not doing with your phone and nothing in the book was also saying that you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that or whatever but here is the research here's what we know here are some mm -hmm. things that are probably not helping you here are some ways you could get around it you know and and she talks about you know um setting up like the like automated responses so that you yeah. know and, and that's it's those types of things that it's like you know you shouldn't be you shouldn't be checking your work email when you're not working you know you shouldn't be doing Correct. this right yes so yes. I, I i really i really quite enjoyed it i i would recommend the book oh. yeah okay what's it called again oh break up with your phone yeah how to break up with your phone yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I've got all these books now, Henny, that are just like, what, what did I borrow all of them? And they're all coming. The Great Cholesterol Myth. What Ooh. What was I, why was I reading this? I the know. Diet Myth, Spoon Fed, Food Junkies. There's so like, I think I have, Henny, there's a pattern here. The pattern. I think I have holds on all of those, but I don't have any of them. They're just on hold. <laughs> but, but that's, okay, but. I do find that with Libby, the, you know, the yeah. online library app, it does tend to be feast or famine. Like I do tend to have, I'm like, I've got 30 books on hold and I don't have a single book on my shelf or I've got like 12 books that are all available today, you know? Yeah. <sighs> like, oh, it's only a four hour thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew it was really quick. Oh, how about outsmart your smartphone? I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good read. It was a good read. And, and I think part of what made it so good was because it's so applicable to like real life and your phone and understanding like, and being mindful about how you use your phone and how long yeah. you use your phone for. Um, yeah. But, but part of what was so fascinating was that it, it just, anytime you're talking about addiction and compulsive behavior, and yeah. anytime you're talking about mindfulness, it just ties so closely back to food and uh, you, you know the, your your food habits, you yeah. know, and, and and all of that. So it you know it always has me thinking about you know what I'm doing and what I have done and you mm -hmm. know what what's coming up and you know what's working, what used to work and doesn't work now. Yeah. You know, what, what's something new that I could try, you know, are things working now? Am I happy with how things are now? You know, like it, it just, you always are sort of thinking about those types of things, right? Yeah. Do you have all of your apps in, in a, uh, what do you call it? In a folder? All of like, my apps are in folders. Yeah. No, mine are, because then I couldn't find what I'm looking for. So that would be frustrating. 
<laughs> but I know. So all of my apps are in folders because it's more organized that way to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so, yeah. But the, but the apps that I like, the apps that I use regularly, I know where they are. Okay. So, and but then I do sometimes like I'll move an app into a folder, and then I'll see that that folder has a whole bunch of apps that like I haven't used in forever. Yeah. And I'm like I'm just gonna delete that app. I don't need that app anymore. So you know there is something about. But doesn't things out. but doesn't that already happen? Well, you know what? With one of the recent, with one of the more recent updates, one of the things that that the iPhone does is that if you have an app that you haven't used in a while, the picture of the app remains in the spot where you left it, but yes, it's no longer yes. downloaded. Right. So it's not taking up storage space, but the picture is still there inviting you saying, come back to me. Right. Oh, so like you know, you're in the grocery I, I, store and you yeah. see like all of the boxes of, of the, crackers and cookies and cereals yeah. and they're not in your house. So you can't eat them, yeah. but they're still in the grocery store scene. Look how delicious I am. Look at, I've got a new package. Aren't I pretty? Yeah. You should buy me. <laughs> you should bring me home. Cause I'm lonely. Look at all these people. They're, they're nobody's talking to me. Right. Download me again. You liked <laughs> the last time. <laughs> oh. I, so you know what I did today? So I bought this a long time ago. I don't know how long ago. I, this puzzle. Ooh, I love Canada. Ooh, that's cute. Yeah. And so I started it yesterday. I thought, okay, I'm just going to sort it and then get the things. But anyways, now I actually have cardboard on the table and I've got almost the whole border done, which this is easy because the border pieces have like white around uh, the white line on them. And because yeah. it's so colorful, this is going to be much easier than the one that I did for you that is framed. That's a gift and it's sitting waiting right. at some point to come because a lot of the pieces were very similar in color throughout it. And it was very frustrating, <laughs> which is why Alexandra and Graham ended up finishing it for me. So <sighs> I, told them, I said, oh, I'm going to start a new puzzle. And they're looking at me. I go, because you're coming in December. And if I need help, then you, I'll just, <laughs> then you can help me. <laughs> it's only August. It'll just sit there. The last one sat there for, it was like three months. Um, but anyways, but then this is something that I actually enjoy. I do enjoy doing, but yeah. I can listen to an audiobook while I'm doing it. Yeah. I right? love that. That, yeah. you know what, that was one of the things that I thought at the beginning of the summer that it was maybe something I wanted to do this summer was do a puzzle. Cause I yes. love to do a puzzle. I remember Henny, I think that if people who've been listening know that probably, you know, a hundred episodes ago, you were talking about them in your, it was last summer maybe. <laughs> yes. Cause I have a whole bunch that I yes. haven't done yet you need somewhere to you could just leave it like if you could leave it on your desk or something and then it was there well then it becomes addictive then I was getting up in the morning and then I had to come down and try and find a couple pieces <laughs> like ridiculous it's that inconsistent reward right there it is and then sometimes when I was finishing dinner Phil would come home from work and then he's sitting at the table and he's also doing it <laughs> I love it I love it well anyway. Sandy my goodness honey it's always a good, always a good time having a chat. Tis, tis, tis. And I was just looking and it's only like three weeks until I'm coming to Canada. So I'm very excited about that. I know, I know. And we need to have a walnut crunch because we didn't have one last time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. All right. Okay, friend. Well, um, you know, thanks for the chat. Thanks for everyone for listening. I'm glad we were on the same wavelength with our dopamine today. <laughs> yes, right. Dopamine and KD. Yes. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll chat with you later. Have a good All one. Right. Yeah. All right. Bye.